Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Heard at Sports presents The Damon Benning Show with Ravi Lula. Welcome back to Heard at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Anna Bellinghausen here with me on a Wednesday, catching up on some of the uh, questions that we were asking each other in the last segment. Uh, somebody asked me on Twitter, Joe wanted to know if I was Team Nathan or Team Lucas on One Tree Hill. <laughs> uh, team Lucas all the way. He was the shooter, so you know I've that's my that's my sweet spot. Is the uh, always love a shooter there? So uh, definitely there. Uh, Amazing Daniel says all time jersey swap easy. Jackie Robinson. Uh, I'm not sure what he would have done with my JV practice jersey though. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Amazing Daniel. So if I wanted to go sentimental, which I could have there. Um, I probably would have gone uh, Brooke Berenger. He was uh, – so I met him at a diabetes camp when I was a kid uh, the summer between his junior and senior year. Uh, and so he was a very important figure in my youth. So um, if I wanted to go sentimental, I probably would have gone there, but I wanted to try and keep uh, from crying on the air. So definitely <laughs> decided to skip that one. Um on the Twitter feed, or on the, excuse me, on the YouTube feed, Weekly Geekly uh, was all in on your mashed potatoes pick with, okay. the, with the steak. I'm more of a, uh, I like agratin potatoes, like the real thin sliced cheesy mm-hmm. potatoes. I'm, I'm, those I'm are picking mashed. If you're telling me I need to eat a potato, yeah. I would probably prefer mashed every time. So is mashed your favorite type of potato? Like full, like everything's yes. on the table. Oh, yeah. Over French oh, fries? Oh, okay. Over French fries? That's tough. See, what about like tater tots? Okay. Uh, I put French fries above tater tots. That might be a hot take. Uh, I don't know. It depe- sweet potato fries, though, man. Oh. I love sweet potato fries. I hate sweet potatoes. Oh, those are good. I don't know. It's tough. I don't really. I can do a sweet potato pie. I don't want a sweet mm. potato fry. No. Low-key, better than pumpkin pie. I'm just saying. What? Okay, I need to try that because I love pumpkin pie. Uh, I did, too. Well, mostly I like Cool Whip, and pumpkin pie is a terrific Cool Whip delivery system. Uh, sweet potato pie is a slightly better Cool Whip de- delivery system oh. than a pumpkin pie. Well, maybe it's I've been li- missing out. It's a little naturally sweeter than pumpkin is, hmm. and, but it's a very similar like texture and everything. I'll have to... 
my wife You've is changed a, my life. I think my wife is a professional pastry chef, and she makes one every year. We'll see, I'll see if I can maybe get one into the office. Please do to see what. And see I'll give you a sweatshirt. There. Yes, Sasha That's says. A good trade. Sasha says the stuff is on the way. I'll believe it when I see it. No, um, well, uh, <laughs> but one of the other questions we talked about that kind of sparked some thought that I wanted to get to was you asked me about some of my favorite sports memories, and obviously Creighton was a uh, a big part of those for me, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping they make some more terrific memories this year. I know you've been out at practice yeah. a little bit. Um, I'm incredibly high on this year's team, probably to a point where it maybe freaks people out a little bit. But last year, I'm just going to – I'm keeping receipts here. I said this is a Final Four quality team last year. They were one possession away from making that a reality despite the hiccups in the regular season. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think this year's team has a higher ceiling than last year's team. I think they have the potential to be better. Yeah, it's really interesting because you look at the past two years and they're definitely very opposite, right? So Mm -hmm. the year, of course, with Alex O'Connell and everything like that, where they surprisingly go to the round of 32, the expectations were, in my opinion, pretty low for that team sure, and they exceeded yeah. everything and yeah. I don't think that's even a hot take there I mean they no. beat Villanova in the regular season that year and kind of turned some heads right but no one really took them as seriously as the team that they were mm-hmm. uh, and then just this past year expectations through the roof right top 10 team all these all these accolades preseason right and then they again lose six games in a row fall out of the top 25 mm-hmm. and it looks like the season's over yeah and they end up going to the elite eight this year, I don't feel like the expectations are a top five, top ten team right out of the gate because there are some questions at the four spot. There's questions of how Stephen Ashworth is going to fit into mm-hmm. this offense. And you lose two guys in Arthur Kaluma and Ryan Nemhard, who are obviously huge contributors mm-hmm. on the stat sheet and also just effort and whatnot with that team. But yeah, just continuity, right? Those guys have played together for right. two full years. And, yeah. and, and seeing that development, right? You're bringing in new guys. There's always going to be hiccups, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but what I think is interesting this year and the vibe I've been getting from practice is that we're sick and tired of the narratives. Mm-hmm. We don't care. We're old. We're <laughs> over it at yeah. this point. We don't care about the preseason hype because we've been there, fallen through the expectations, and then we've also been there and exceeded those expectations. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to the guys like Ryan Nemhart, or excuse me, Ryan Kalkbrenner, mm-hmm. and looking at guys that have been there through like, that yeah, since Alexander freshman year. Yeah, Trey Alexander yeah. and uh, even a Baylor Shireman. I feel like these guys are just over the narratives or over the preseason hype. They just want to play basketball. And from what I've seen, Stephen Ashworth has fit in amazingly. Mm-hmm. He hasn't felt like a new figure on this team. I think the personality fits well. I think his unselfish approach to the game of basketball will really serve him well. He is a facilitator and I think that's I think that's a constant that Creighton can rely on. Obviously, we need to see him play, but from what I've seen in practice, I think he can be not only that facilitator and that voice in in that spot, but also can be a dangerous shooter mm-hmm. on the perimeter especially and a really good complement to what Baylor Shireman brings. And I've watched Baylor in practice. I swear he rarely misses. Yeah. Every single time I've seen the kid, it's nothing I've heard but the, net. I've heard the same thing um, about Shireman and kind of about the chemistry you were talking mm-hmm. about with some of the newer pieces that have been brought in there. And, like, it's it's kind of interesting, right? Because in a vacuum, Ryan Nemhart is probably a better basketball player than Steven Ashworth. I don't think that's... that's He's definitely not, gotten way more hyped. Yeah, and I don't. that's not an insult to Steven Ashworth. I 
that's more of a compliment to Ryan Nemhard. And I was even critical of Nemhard, probably more so than most at times last year. But Stephen Ashworth, I think, is a dramatically better fit for Creighton than Ryan Nemhard was because he's less ball dominant. He's a better pure shooter than mm-hmm. Nemhard was. And because of those things, I think it allows Trey Alexander to take more of a prominent role as an on-ball guy. It allows you to get the ball back into Baylor Shireman's. People forget right. that he was a point guard at, at South Dakota State. Like, he was their starting point guard. He was not a point forward. He was the point guard, right? So he's used to having the ball in his hands, and that was a big change for him last year. Trey Alexander has really developed into this guy that I really want to have the ball in his hands in critical situations. And then you've got Steven Ashworth, who can do all those mm-hmm. things, but doesn't have to. He still provides things. Like, it was really hard for Ryan Nemhard to contribute if he didn't have the ball in his hands. Right. That's not the case with Steven Ashworth. He's a great catch-and-shoot guy. So I guess that's part of the reason I'm so high on this team is because I think the pieces just fit a little bit. And you haven't even mentioned the name Ryan Kalkbrenner. Yeah, who right? I just assume is going to be awesome. Like <laughs> exactly. Preseason All-American, probably Defensive Player of the Year in the Big East again. Yeah. Potentially National Defensive Player of the Year. Um, yeah, we, I haven't mentioned the best player on the team yet, right? Because to me, he's the constant. He's yes. the guy that you don't worry about. Um, the other position you mentioned, the fours, right? So uh, Isaac Trout. Uh, come and transfer in from Virginia, the Grand Island guy, uh, Mason Miller, who has who I've always been really high on. And then a guy that not a ton of people are talking about, I think Jason Green's going to play a role on this team. Mm-hmm. He brings something to the table that basically no one else on this roster does in terms of the hustle. And not that nobody else hustles, but like he is an energy guy, yep. right? And that is his main goal. So I think there's a place for that. For sure. And you bring up a good point just about energy and grit because last year, to me, the guy that set the tone of intensity was Arthur Kaluma. Mm-hmm. He did a ton of things off the ball that you, number one, can't teach and you can't replicate unless you have another guy that fills that void. And yeah. for the team prior, that was Rotti for me, right? Mm-hmm. He was the guy going out, putting Roddy. his body on the line, yeah. getting steals in big moments. And then you look at a guy like Arthur Kaluma and leaving – he was the one on the boards, right? He yeah. was battling in there and doing a lot of things that didn't show up on the stat sheet, right? His numbers weren't where he wanted them to be his last year at Creighton, mm-hmm. but he still was a huge factor in that grind and that effort. So now I think Creighton's biggest question is who's setting the tone defensively, mm-hmm. who's setting the tone on the boards, and who's going to be that guy to bring the energy, and maybe that is a Jason Green. And I love that they have that competition at the four spot because that allows them to be – competitive within themselves and saying I want to be that guy that makes a difference I might not be the one that's scoring because that's going that's going to be Trey that's going to be Steven that's going to be Ryan in the paint of course Baylor. and that Baylor like there's so like and the, off the bench the depth again and off the bench probably Jonathan Lawson who's right. I think as good of a shooter maybe as anybody I mean mm-hmm. I've heard he's shot the ball incredible in practice and yes I've seen that too and I think this four spot is interesting because they're allowed to have this different position and fill a different need because Creighton has their needs fill, filled when it comes to shooting, mm-hmm. for sure, in that point production. It's way more than they did last year. 100%. And it's funny because last year we were like, oh, this is the deepest team. This is the deepest team. And I even said it. I was mm-hmm. like, this is a deep team. But when I look at this year's roster, and maybe I'm just a broken record, I'm just going to say this every year, but no, it's, it's this team's crazy deep. how this deep team this team is. Deep. is. Yeah, it is crazy how deep this team is. I'm really excited for 
the season to get underway. Book your trip to Arizona right now. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to try and, and get out. To, you know, I might go down. I think I'm going to try and go down to that little Kansas City tournament that they have this year. It's a little bit easier trip than going down uh, to uh, Maui than it was last year, <laughs> although probably not as enjoyable. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend Avery Howard of Herd at Sports, and we'll wrap up the show here on Herd at Sports Radio.